0: my name is Panta Kalhor and you're listening to Transition by Panta Kalhor podcast. I created this platform to help you grow and move forward easier through your transition whether in parenthood job transition healing journey or starting a brand new life. Episode 125 Fertility Empowerment Show. Optimistic conception with hypnosis during hard time with Robin Stoltman, intuitive mindset expert and certified hypnotherapist. Childhood memories and PTSD from childhood sometimes affect you as a mom or as a potential mom and um, endanger your fertility or even even hold you back to be pregnant. Today, I have a very interesting guest. Her name is Robin Staltman and she's going to talk about it with you. She was a PTSD survivor, and she's gone through this PTSD fighting for a long time. And uh, she also had some problem with her fertility. So, I just wanted to introduce her to you, and she's gonna go on from now. Welcome to my show, Robin.
1: Thank you, Panti, for having me here. I appreciate it very much.
0: Yeah, you're welcome.
1: <laughs> well, I'll talk about my infertility. I was actually told um, in 2008 at 22 years old that I would never have children. Wow. Yeah, and uh, how I got into that at 22, was because actually I was going to do artificial insemination because I thought I'm going to just do it myself because I couldn't find anybody that wanted me. So I'm like, and the other guys I had dated in the past, I never had gotten pregnant by any of them. And I just figured, well, let's do it myself because maybe it'll work better that way. (laughs) Well, even going to the doctor, I did... um, had to do like the body the basal body temperature charts I Mm -hmm. did those and then I also started on Clomid after my temperature charts I did those and then I started on Clomid which is a fertility drug and even with the fertility drug and the temperature charts my doctor told me that I'm not ovulating and that my eggs were not maturing like they were supposed to so after doing these treatments of just trying to see how fertile I would become. Nothing was happening. And so the doctor had told me and she said, well, enjoy your sister's kids because at least she can have them. And then I was told that I would never be able to have children. That's I would so never sad. any wow. It was. It was very hard on me because that was the one thing I wanted in life was to be a mom. Like yeah. Everybody that knew me knew that was my goal in life. All I ever wanted in life, even to this day, is just to be a mom. Well, wow. so what happened?
0: And how, you, right now you have three babies and then you're expecting for the fourth one. What happened to you for the first one? How did you get it and how did you recover from it? Was it naturally conceived or you did some
1: IVF or other treatments? No, actually, I've had to stop and think long and hard about it because in part of my hypnotherapy practice, that's something I've actually struggled with very much so is, do I want to help other women with infertility or do I want to help just strictly parents that have already had their kids? And that's seriously still a hard decision for me because I really want to help both. Mm -hmm. And in the case of my infertility, I had no clue what I was actually doing in that time frame of being told in 2008, I'd never have children, to 2012, not 2012, 2013, when we got pregnant for the first time.
0: Five years after.
1: Yeah. Naturally, you, you, you conceive naturally, right? Yeah, we did. My mm-hmm. husband and I, we conceived naturally. It was a lot of, actually one part I just remembered was, I had gotten off a lot of the psychiatric medications I was on for the PTSD I just I don't remember that one but that was one part of my journey was I had gotten off of those medications another part was doing my basal body temperatures yet I still did those because I thought you know what other women ovulate at 14 days maybe I ovulate sooner you know or maybe I ovulate later that's was one of the things that went through my mind. And lo and behold, after doing my temperature charts, you know, a lot of the cycles, a lot of everything, just charting down my pregnant or not pregnancy, but my period symptoms. You know, I tracked all of that. I wrote those down. I did my temperatures religiously every single day. I did those temperatures. And I kept going back to my doctor. I'm like, why am I not getting pregnant? And she's like, because you're not ovulating on day 14. You're only able to get pregnant between day 14, like one day before, so it'd be like day 13 to day 15. No, day, day 12, it, it
0: can happen at day 12 as well. Day 12, depends uh, your cycle, how
1: many days of cycle you have. Yeah, and see, my doctor had told me, that's what my doctor had told me. Mm-hmm. And then she had also told me that I had uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome. Oh, I see. I had a cyst one time, on my ovary i've never had a cyst since but when i had my cyst uh, on my ovary i thought i was going to die because of how painful it was i didn't know how bad they were but this is what my doctor had told me so i thought my doctor was correct on everything you know and after doing those temperature charts and i like i said i kept going back to her and she's like no you only ovulate those time frames and i'm like no there's got to be something different it doesn't make any sense and she also said that I needed to lose a bunch of weight because, well, that would help. And that doesn't make sense to me because there's other women who are a lot heavier than I was at that time that got pregnant. And I'm like, what is it? So for me, actually in my journey is that I didn't ovulate on day 14. I never have, except for my last child that I did. <laughs> we were playing it safe and nope. I actually, the very first time we got pregnant was with our identical twins and I unfortunately had miscarried them. But when we'd gotten pregnant, I actually ovulated on day seven. So it was right after my period that we got pregnant. Wow, interesting. Yeah, and the doctor said I wasn't supposed to, so that was more okay. (laughs) But, you know, even Before we had gotten pregnant, before I figured out that I was ovulating earlier, not later, I actually had started treating my dog, my toy poodle, like a baby. And I would talk to other women that have already had children that wanted, you know, they not that they wanted to have more necessarily, but they wanted other people to know the joys of having children. Because there's a lot of joy in having children. There just is. And then there's also the days that you're just like, god why am i going through this why are they doing this for the umpteenth millionth time you know (laughs) you get to that why stage i'm at that why stage right now why mommy are you doing this why mama this why mama that i'm at that stage currently but you know for me when it come to the infertility part of it a lot of what i did was i didn't realize that using my dog that way you know i was treating her like a baby i would put Dog clothes, obviously, on her.
0: Now, we brushed
1: her teeth. We did all of those different things for this dog. And we still have this dog, by the way. All this stuff for our toy poodle. And I didn't realize that I was actually hypnotizing myself into preparing for a baby. And then the other thing that I did was at nighttime, I would pray and ask God to be able to have us have a baby. I'm like, God, I just want to be able to have at least one. If you can just give me one baby, at okay. least just one, I'd be so happy. <laughs> and so I kept imagining that in my uterus, in the womb, that there would be this beautiful baby coming. Oh, beautiful. And so we kept doing, and I had no clue what I was doing. <laughs> but then I look back on it, and I'm like, a lot of that was all self-hypnosis. It was a lot of the self-healing of imagining bringing this baby into this world because I was willing to die trying to have a baby because I was told of my heart conditions too that I could die from having children and so for me I'm like I don't care I wanted children so much that I will die to have them and that's what I told my doctors and in fact that's why when we did you had, had heart, condition, you said? heart condition yeah. yeah I got four of them so that's why when my pregnancy... No, I mean, your you,
0: heart condition,
1: you said. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have it. Okay. Yeah, I have, I have four different heart conditions. hmm That they told me that I could die during delivery. Wow. Because of my heart conditions.
0: Wow. And
1: actually, that's why when our son Miracle, our first living son, came, I actually had Code Blue called on me because I had died during that time frame but I was willing because I believe so strongly in being able to be a mom that I didn't stop until I got exactly what it is. Oh, I love I it.
0: This is so encouraging. You know, the interesting point, point about practicing, uh, I had a friend and she couldn't get pregnant for a long time. She was married in 20s, so she got married much earlier than us. And all of us had babies and she she and the point is uh, her sister had her kid her son and uh, she had to go and help her and looks like she she was trying to practicing having the baby because she she had to help her and after a year she got pregnant
1: that is awesome
0: yeah isn't it so it, it looks like uh, I've seen it I've seen it a lot so many people adopt kids and then after sometimes because they already practice to be parent then they have their own kids after after a while that's amazing so whatever Mm -hmm. yeah whatever you imagine in in your mind even if you have some condition then all the condition because some of this condition as as you said uh get back to your young ages of PTSD and those traumas you had. So all of them emotionally affected your body and even your period and all the
1: ovulation stuff. Yeah, and that was something I never knew affected all of that. Yes. You know, even the mentality that I had at that time was – it's, I know it's a dangerous mentality to have now, looking <laughs> back on everything that I've been through with doctors. But for me personally, if I would have known that doctors are not God, if I would have had that mentality at that time, you know, like that 14 days, and then being told I'd never have children, if I would have accepted that, I honestly believe I wouldn't have the children I have now. That was a bad uh, diagnosis.
0: You didn't think yes. about holistic medicine those days, going to acupuncture or naturopathy. I didn't know
1: that they existed
0: because yeah. they're,
1: they're, honestly, that's the biggest thing that really bothers me now that I'm actually in the alternative <laughs> health field. That's a lot of people don't talk about it. And it's like...
0: Exactly. That's the problem. And <laughs> they always think that this is the second option. Probably I go there or not, you know, they think that IVF can do the miracle, but they don't know if they have unprocessed PTSD or they have underlying health issues, they cannot have the baby, unless they resolve those issues before going to cycle of failed
1: IVF, IUI, and other medications. And that's where I really wish that the alternative health field you know, I, I know that's what I was told in my training, you know, is that we're alternative, but really we should be the first. No, you, you know, should like the say forced. alternative. You know, I don't like this uh, term.
0: These days, because I'm talking to so many of holistic medicine practitioners, you, sh- you have to say comprehensive.
1: comprehensive.
0: Comprehensive? Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> because they really uh, complete each other. As I said, if you go, let's say you had ovulation problem, you go to doctor and they said you cannot get pregnant at age of in 20s. So it's like, oh, you're still young. You want to have a baby. You want to make a family. And then uh, at that time, that's the right moment before even going to IVF or this other thing or medication to get ovulated. <laughs> it's better stop it. And then go to naturopath, holistic medicine, or acupuncture. Right? The problem with the treatments is this: people go try everything, and when they are very disappointed, then they go <laughs> to naturopath or holistic. And they, in this way, they lost, they lose a lot of time, waste, waste money, waste time. So, I guess something should be changed, and that's the mission. I feel I have during these interviews talking to different especially PTSD survivors because I was one of them as well. So I've seen a lot of struggling uh, through recovering, have mental problems or emotional um, traumas in your life really affect um, affect your fertility. And that's the thing that people should be aware of, and they should know if they are diagnosed with unexplained infertility, this is not the last resort. They still have a lot of options, they can go and have a like total check of the body to naturopath doctor because these days I see naturopaths doctors are real doctors they may be not medical doctors but they they have lots of knowledge they know about the medicine they know about the medical process they know about the uh, blood test all, all of this functional medicine practitioner also they are really helpful they know about this science and unfortunately there are not too much information about this kind of
1: people helping others yeah and that's where i totally agree i wish that more of the holistic providers in general the comprehensive providers that you just mentioned i wish a lot more of them would be more open and more not well i don't want to say pushy because a lot of people get the idea of pushy is bad, but to me, if I would have known, I would have never done the fertility. Exactly. Process. I would have never did all of that. I would have been like, okay, I can go to somebody who can help me become pregnant. I didn't have to wait so long, because now I feel old. I'm, you know, thirty four years old, having technically this is our sixth pregnant. This is our sixth pregnancy. You're thirty thirty four old. You are very young. <laughs> but I mean, like I. I feel older, but I mean, like, because my kids, you know, I was thinking about it last night because I know like one of the things is I've thought about getting an IUD because I was also told by my medical doctor that if I had um, used things like an IUD and uh, I used diazmine for a little bit, I was told that that would help me become pregnant because well, that would stop, you know, the different things within the body and then I could get pregnant right away. That didn't happen in my case at all. I ended up with blood clots after the aspirin. The IUD, I loved that, but I also, you know, couldn't get pregnant during that time frame, just for that little bit. But I still, after even it was removed, it still took another couple years. Mm I was still trying to get pregnant. So even with this one right now, I've thought about well, I could take and get an IUD. And then I won't become pregnant, you know, during that time frame. How many, know, how X many, many more you want to have? <laughs> I want eleven total. So, Holy, are you? Can you do it, really? <laughs> you know, I honestly believe that I can. Knowing what I know now, you know, like with the mindset and everything, of, and the deep breathing is the most helpful part for me. But a lot of it for me is, I actually realized this is one of the biggest fears when it was coming to even doing the, the infertility for your show here is I'm like, why am I struggling with it internally? Like I was, I've been struggling with it a lot actually. And I'm like, why does it still push my buttons? Why do I still get upset during these different things and dealing with infertility? And for me, I realized that I'm scared to death that if I would get the IUD again, that I would stop, fertility because I love having children and when I was told that I'd never have children even though I'm six pregnancies later I'm just thinking to myself that I still see myself as that potential that I could never have children yet I think that's something that really stuck with me because I was actually kind of thinking maybe that is a trauma in a way but that got stuck with me from what my doctor told me that I trusted and even though I've got the children, it's still something that it's one of those things that I just need to release it and just really let it go. Because I also realize that this is my fifth C-section in a row too.
0: Mm-hmm. But I still
1: do believe in more than the natural. Most definitely after everything I've been through, I'm like natural, natural, natural. And I've let other people know, I'm like, go to your functional medicine doctors, go to your holistic doctors, Mm -hmm. go to a hypnotherapist, go to these people that may not seem like they know near as much, you know, in society in general, you know, that's just the way we're brought up, you know, is that doctors know more and and this and that. And reality is is that the functional medicine doctors, the holistic providers, the acupuncturists, the hypnotherapists, these other people know so much more that if truly if we were able to bring it all together the east and the western medicine yes. that's when the magic that,
0: happens yeah i totally agree totally agree that's what i'm doing right now like um, because yesterday i was talking with one of those amazing naturopath doctors these doctors always amaze me they have lots of knowledge about um blood test, <laughs> the, the range of things that in medical science, uh, they don't really uh, calculate it, but they uh, try to know all the optimal ranges, especially for thyroid, because that's one of the problems for infertility. And I was really amazed with, with her knowledge, because then I saw for this kind of, um, doctors are really ignored in our society. Uh, and uh, she, I, I asked her, who come to you? And she said, whoever is really disappointed from medical doctors. <laughs> and medical doctors, I'm not saying anything like it's bad because they save a lot of people's lives. Yes, But the they point do. is, when naturopath coming to, the, um, to, the, to this process uh, is when your mind and body is not connected. So when it's not connected, it means you cannot get the best treatment from your medical doctor. So um, holistic medicine really try to connect your mind and body and bring the whole body to the health and balance then you can get pregnant.
1: Yes. Yeah. All right. I definitely agree with that. Yes.
0: Great. All right. Do you have any um, other recommendation for women who are struggling with fertility issues?
1: I would say surround yourself with other women who want to have children. Mm -hmm. Not so much having to be like in an infertility group, but I would definitely say surround yourself around other women who wanted to have their children because there's some people that they're not as thankful as others for having their children. But there's some that way I grew up, I should say um, that children were supposed to be seen and never heard. That's the way I was told when I was growing up. So you wanna surround yourself around people who are not like that. You wanna surround yourself around women who are positive, who are uplifting. You wanna surround yourself Around other people who have been there done that, you know, as far as the infertility part, because they also have a lot of great tips of how to become pregnant. Like in my case, my biggest thing was not listening if I wanted to listen to the doctor exactly on that temperature chart and just realized that I knew what I was doing that there's just certain times that I could get pregnant sooner than other times. You know, being able to to know that with the basal body temperature, and then the other thing is, like what we had both talked about was practicing. In my case, it was the our toy poodle, but you know what? It worked really well, and you know we actually had to untrain her to be our baby <laughs> when we got pregnant. We had to untrain her, and that was that wasn't as challenging, you know, as what I thought it would be. And then I know another tip that I have is really staying positive especially in that last half an hour before you go to bed when it comes to becoming pregnant and just using that time because you're already going to be in that self-hypnosis is using that time to just imagine this beautiful baby and then the other biggest tip is that when you are making love to make sure that you're being mindful of what it is that you're doing because my husband and I we got to the point where it was just We wanted a baby, so your person gets worn out. You're so busy trying to think about having this baby that it adds more pressure on to you to try to have a baby. (laughs) And you get frustrated and you get angry and upset because you're not getting pregnant. So we had gotten to that point. And when I learned about the mindfulness when it comes to making love is being able to taste, touch, smell, you know, feel the other person, really be present at that moment with the other person and don't focus on the the baby part of it. Just really focus on being with that other person, being present at that time and only focusing on that person that you're making love to and the baby will come. Because that's the other thing I learned too, is that when I learned how to relax my body, that my body was willing they, to do they, they, what they it do, is I They do not coming. they they coming. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: It, it's just amazing. The, the other thing, too, is I learned is I know it's not exactly smart idea to have um, caffeine, but my husband and I were like, we were arguing back and forth. I'm like, you're supposed to eat healthy, too, not just me, because it does affect both, you know, both sexes. Exactly, success. yeah. Yep. And a lot of men, like my husband said, oh, you're the problem. I'm like, I'm not the only one here. <laughs> and so I told him, I says, well, quit drinking caffeine. Well, we looked it up, and caffeine actually makes the swimmers, the, the sperm, go slower. Yeah. Or not slower, but it makes them go faster to have a caffeine than if you don't have caffeine. Mm. And we never knew that. So that was another our issue because I thought, you know, well, if I can't have caffeine, then he can't either. So it turns out that helped him. And then he's like, I told you. And it's like, yeah, well, still, it's two people. Yes, I love it. together. Thank you so
0: much. I really enjoyed talking to you, Robin. Hopefully you have a healthy delivery and can't wait to see your new gear. <laughs> I can't either. I'm excited yeah. for her yeah thank you so much bye please subscribe to Calho transition channel and order my book naturally conceived through amazon thank you for watching